Money FM 89.3, the best of your money. Money and me on your money, only on Money FM 89.3. We're in the midst of earnings season, and in recent weeks, many SREITs have reported their results for the period ended September. For REIT investors, the bottom line is the impact of debt levels and interest expenses on distributions per unit. Amid a higher for longer interest rate environment, many of us might also be paying close attention to gearing levels as well as debt hedges. So what do the latest results suggest about how S-REITs are handling the current high inflation and interest rate environment? And how should investors be positioning themselves as we head towards the end of this year? Joining us to break down these questions and more, I'm pleased to welcome on the show Kenny Lowe, the REIT Specialist and Independent Financial Advisor. Good morning, Kenny. How are you doing today? Good morning, Dan. I'm doing good. Fantastic. Now, Kenny, to kick things off, can we first talk about some of the winners as well as the losers of this earnings season? Yeah, based on the latest uh, business update and also operation update. Uh, but by the way, the earnings season has not finished yet. Yeah. So based on the data, I'm seeing that uh, basically uh, the I can classify into a few categories. For those who are winner, uh, the winner a clear-cut winner will be the hospitality sector. Mm. Uh, basically, the Escort, uh, Far East, and also City Development, uh, those read, uh, they are uh, giving a quite uh, nice top line. And also, uh, the net property income has been increasing. That's the first category. The second category would be those uh, read with uh, exposure to the logistics. We can see that quite a nice uh, top-line growth and also the net property income growth. Uh, they are the AIMS, uh, APEC, REIT, Daiwa House, uh, Maple Tree Logistic Trust, Capital Land Ascenders. Uh, these REIT have uh, exposure to the logistics. Those, those are the winners uh, based on the latest earnings season. Mm. For the for the loser side, uh, it's quite a mixed bag of the uh, sector. It means there's no uh, particular sector. I'm, I'm seeing that Capital Land... Uh, China Trust, Fraser Logistic Commercial Trust, Suntech Reed, Maple Tree Industrial Trust, uh, Prime US Reed. Mm. Basically, the top line have been impacted and also net property income have been impacted. The most common reason given in the uh, earnings result would be the interest interest cost impact, not okay. surprisingly. Another impact would be the exchange rate. So these are the main main two reasons why the, the earnings are have been impacted. Mm. Interesting. Thanks a lot for that, Kenny. Now, of the S-REITs that have announced their latest results, I also understand that over three quarters have reported higher gross revenue as well as net property income. And managers have also reported stable occupancy and positive rental reversions across most of their portfolios. So maybe can you just share with us at least for the winners as well that you've mentioned earlier, how were they able to sustain this growth even amid this difficult period? Yeah, if you look, analyze in detail on the financial statement itself, the the revenue uh, statement, PNL statement itself, uh, is quite clear cut for those uh, REITs has been performing well. They are managing in a few aspects. Basically, they are able to grow their top line. Top line is very important. Yeah. If the top line revenue outpaces the finance cost, basically there will be a growth in the net property income. On, on the other hand, they are also able to manage their costs pretty well. You can see that uh, from, from some of the uh, AIMS, APEC or Maple Tree Logistics, you can see the top line growth uh, quite handsomely. But in terms of cost-wise, the cost-wise, they contain pretty well. Uh, it's not a growth at the same uh, magnitude as a uh, 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 top line. 
uh, that that actually give them a very good uh, base to really able to dis, uh, uh, contribute to the net property income. So mm. that is one one group of the uh, REIT they are man, managed to really manage their portfolio pretty well. Another group would be uh, Parkway Life and also Daiwa House. Basically, mm. they have an exposure in Japan and the interest cost is pretty low. It's about 1%. And, and many, they are actually have a lot of loan in Japanese yen uh, when they grow a top line and, and with a low interest cost, basically, they are also able to uh, give a very nice and handsome net property income growth. Mm, interesting. Thanks a lot for that, Kenny. Now, what then do you say to those, maybe the, the losers of uh, this, at least so far from this earnings season? Like, what went wrong for them aside from just interest rates? Uh, I mean, did they not manage their funds well, as well as the, the winners? Yeah, because the interest cost is uh, just just picked too fast. I think they are they are have a difficulty to reacting. At the same time, they are not growing. Okay. Right. Mm. And and on the top line itself, uh, because they have an overseas uh, property, and they are collecting rental in the overseas forex. Uh, for, for example, Capital Land China, they are collecting the rental in in uh, Renminbi mm-hmm. and uh, FLCT. They have a Aussie uh, dollar. Yeah. Uh, but when when the when they convert into a sing dollar because uh, in in Singapore itself the stock price is traded in sing dollar dividend payout in sing dollar yeah. so immediately they have an impact on that. Mm, yeah, very pricey uh, exchange there. Now, um, Kenny, I also like to talk about the distribution per unit, uh, at least for the distribution for the S reads as well. Because um, I mean, we've been seeing a similar tone across the board where most of them have reported a lower. DPU. I mean, just recently we've got EC World Read for its third quarter reporting it's a, a lowered DPU of about 33%. So then what do you say to this, at least for DPU during this period of time? Uh, DPU during this time that most of the read would be impacted, I would expect that some of them will be severely impacted if they are tenant, they are not able to uh, pay the rent. For example, EC World, they have another issue that sponsor is not able to pay the rent. So that, that, is, that is the uh, big, big challenge to them uh, moving forward. Mm. And the rest of the read, uh, especially on the US side, uh, US commercial rate uh, yeah. because due to the low occupancy and also high interest cost uh, is expected their DPO moving forward you drop quite significantly uh, right. for the rest of the uh, rate with a very good exposure uh, in, in Singapore itself basically Singapore uh, uh, is pretty unsketched I don't I don't see very big uh, drop in a DPO for those uh, read with uh, Singapore property Mm, fantastic. All right. Thanks a lot for that, Kenny. Now, interesting that you brought up the US, uh, the US read as well, because for one, for a while now, analysts and investors alike have been wary and cautious about the office sector and more specifically office assets in the US, because the negative sentiment stems from headwinds in the US where office workers continue to largely prefer working from home. And that's making it tougher for companies to decide on how much space to list. But recently, we've seen S reads from the likes of many live US Read, Prime US Read, and Keppel Pacific Oak US Read enjoying a double digit rebound in the past few days. What is driving this strong rebound, Kenny? Yeah, I've been mentioning this one for those who have a very strong heart, they can, <laughs> <laughs> they can try it. Yep. Okay, but yeah, I think, I think that this, this read are become, uh, becoming penny stocks now. One oh, yeah. Yeah, one of the reasons that maybe there are a lot of retail investors, they are just doing some punting during this period. That's why you can see the, the huge huge uh, spike in the price. Yeah. But there are basically there are five key reasons uh, why there's such a, a strong rebound. And if, if you imagine the rubber band, if you stretch a rubber band too far, too 
too wide. Yeah. And when you relax a rubber band, actually the rebound will be pretty strong. Okay, basically, this is, uh, I would call the rubber band uh, rubber band effect. You just need the triggering event to to make the whole thing uh, rebound strongly. Right. So the triggering event basically is a 10 years risk-free rate. Okay. Because uh, last week, after the uh, uh, decided to pause the interest rate, you can see the 10 years risk-free rate dropped from 5%, which is a 16 years uh, high, mm. uh, dropped to 4.6%. Mm. That actually moved the whole market. Even the Wall Street, they are all all moving into the bullish territory. At the present moment, S&P 500, uh, Dow Jones, and also uh, NASDAQ has already moved back to 200-day moving average, which mm. is in the bullish territory. So this is a good news uh, on, on the on the, the stock market as a whole. So the first thing, like what I said, is a 10 years risk-free rate drop a lot and basically the whole market moving. At the same time, uh, the Federal Reserve also gave a hint that actually the interest rates probably will be done deal this year at 5.5%. Because based on the latest uh, probability, there's a 90.3% that will stay at the current level. Mm. And the rate cut will come at as early as Q2 uh, 2024. And by end of 2024, there'll be a 100 bit uh, rate cut. Mm. This is more on the interest. So, so normally the stock market actually move ahead in this kind of economic news or the ma- major uh, interest rate movement. That that's the first reason. It's a triggering event. Okay. And the other four would be uh, already the whole scenario, the situation already matured. Just waiting for this triggering event to happen. Mm. Okay, those are the uh, situation. Basically, the whole asset itself. Uh, was technically oversold. You know that actually in October is pretty uh, bad month, yeah. bearish month, mm. and uh, hitting all time low. Basically, the re-index itself uh, hitting the uh, ten years low, oh, ten yeah. years low, and close to the March twenty twenty market crash, uh, COVID market crash low. So technically, they are oversold. At the same time, in in terms of valuation, the valuation is also all time low at zero point seven one. Mm. based on the average of all the price to book, even lower than the COVID time, 0.8. And if you look at the valuation itself, it's basically 20% discount to the fair value. Eventually, the uh, there will be the mean reversal in terms of property because at the end of the day, we are still talking about investing in REIT is, is, uh, is a proxy investing in the physical real estate. Mm. It, it does not really make sense that you are having a good property and selling at a 29% discount. And, and some of the REIT itself, uh, they are, for example, the US REIT, they are trading at a book value of 0.2, right. which means that they are 80% discount. If you think of another way, if there's a private fund, they have interested to really buy over or delist all this REIT, prioritize REIT, and wait for two or three years, when the market recover, they can make a handsome gain by mm. selling all those individual property. Right? Because property will not disappear. It's yeah. still there in the CBD area. Mm. Right? It doesn't wait for the for a market to recover and, and realize that it's actual uh, real value. And uh, the other reason, uh, and coming into November to April timeframe, uh, seasonally, uh, is a bullish season for the U.S. market. Right. So everybody is anticipating uh, maybe we have a Santa Claus rally or bullish until next year. We don't know. But seasonality, based on statistics, these this, this are the bullish uh, season. Okay. And the last one, uh, and based on the Capital Pacific Oak and also Manual Life uh, US read uh, latest business update, that seems that uh, there are signs of the bottoming of the US uh, office market based on the list, this uh, activity, based on those uh, rental movements, seems like it's bottoming. So, mm-hmm. so the worst may be over. We just need to wait for one or two more quarters to confirm there is a turn. 
and maybe the bull market will back to the red again. Wow, thank you so much for that comprehensive breakdown, Kenny. That was awesome. Now, uh, I would like to talk about you know the fact that you brought up, I mean, you brought up earlier that these stocks are performing like penny stocks, right? So then, does this latest movement present investors an opportunity or a risk to jump in? I mean, we're still in the uncertainty zone, aren't we? Uh, yeah, it's still an uncertainty zone, and I don't think the big institution is coming in because <laughs> the the share price is just too low. Yeah. So, so I don't think the big institute uh, coming in. They are still waiting for those, all those data to confirm that the, the, the U.S. Uh, office market has already bottomed and start to turn around and moving forward, the valuation will start to go, go up again. Because uh, it is expected uh, the valuation may drop again uh, when, when they close the financial year. Because okay. every year they have to do one valuation report. And yeah. based on my conversation with them, and most likely there will be a drop in the, the property valuation uh, moving mm-hmm. forward. So, so that also will create uh, some fear on maybe they worry about their breach of some gearing or some debt covenant again, again, a number game. Mm. That, that, that will uh, force the REIT maybe do some uh, equity fundraising or mm. maybe they have to sell certain properties to really uh, reduce the gearing. So, so, so still, still there are some fear there. That, that's why I don't think the big institution you will be coming in at, a, at, a, at this juncture until they see a, that uh, clearer picture and also have a better visibility. Because mm. basically it's all more on managing a risk. But mm. on another hand, right, if, you, if we believe that this is the bottom of the uh, U.S. commercial office, and at the same time, <clears throat> there will be a turn moving in forward. Okay, maybe this is a very good uh, entry opportunity, provided the REIT will, will not go default <laughs> or will not reach all those that decalment. So this right. is a very high risk, high return decal strategy. It's not advisable to, oh. to those, uh, those, those investors who are really seeking for uh, constant dividend. Uh, by the way, uh, Manual Life US REIT has already suspended the dividend. Ah, okay. Thanks for bringing that up, uh, Kenny. And yes, high risk, high return. Uh, unless you are okay not sleeping well at night, I suppose this one is for you, right, Kenny? <laughs> Uh, I can a little bit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yeah, it's also worth mentioning that Manulife US REIT's current gearing ratio is at fifty nine point nine percent. That's fairly high as well. Well, we'll we'll keep a close eye on how it performs at least um through the next four months as well. Now, just re- just recently, and as you rightly mentioned as well, Kenny, it was reported that the unit prices of S-REITs are trading close to their lowest levels in over three years. And nearly all S-REITs have also delivered negative total returns over the past month. And we're seeing this because of the, you know, the rise in the US 10-year Treasury yield crossing the 5% mark for the first time since 2007 amid expectations that the US Fed will maintain elevated interest rates. With that, in mind, right? And we've talked a lot about how the REITs, or at least those have those that have reported their earnings results so far. Um, how should we be interpreting or reading the latest results? And do you see any attractive bargains today, Kenny? Yeah, actually no one can really predict a market uh, yeah. when investors, when they come to uh, investing in REIT, first thing first, they need to know what they are investing, right? If they are very clear that they are investing in REIT, it's like investing in the fiscal uh, real estate. Basically, when the share price is low or even uh, the share price is lower than a valuation, that's a good entry point. It's like buying the, the physical property. So over the long term, if you if they have a long-term view, eventually interest rate has to come down. And based on data, the interest rate will come down next year. And when interest comes down, basically the interest expense of the REIT itself will start to reduce. 
because the the rate manager able to refinance at a lower rate, that will also help in the DPO. So the the expense portion will be coming down at the same time because of inflation, the rental continue to adjust upward and uh, the DPO come back. And and at the, at the same time and maybe the rate based on based on those uh, rate which have performed pretty well, they have a good uh, AEI as an announcement in, initiative and also a new acquisition that actually support the top line. Maybe during this this period itself, uh, in view of the interest uh, start to uh, cut next year, maybe it's a good time to go some uh, property shopping out out there because mm-hmm. there are there may be some of a depressed property out there for the uh, rate manager to really consider uh, to prepare for the future. So if the rate manager is preparing for future, as an investor like us, we also need to think long term because when it comes to reinvesting, we are always thinking about long term generating the passive income for our retirement. Mm-hmm. So if you ha- if you are planning to have a three thousand dollar per month that kind of dividend. Uh, based on a six percent uh, per annum uh, dividend yield, you need uh, about a six hundred thousand portfolio. Wow. And six hundred thousand portfolio, not many people can can and do it in one day or one night or one month. You need about a uh, five years, ten years to continue to build on it. So the investor should really focus on the dividend payout, three thousand per month, instead of looking at share price every day. And mm. when there's the opportunity in the market, you just accumulate along the way until you meet a three thousand target uh, per month. Wow, fantastic. One can only dream. $3,000, I will be manifesting it as well. Now, Kenny, as we step into the end of this year and into a new quarter as well, how then should investors be positioning their S-REITs portfolio? Yeah, at the present moment, there are a lot of bargain. <laughs> bargain. I, w- I would say that there's no specific uh, sector to really uh, pay attention to okay. because it's opportunity in all the sector now uh, for, for S-REITs. But uh, it's re- still very much depends on what is a long-term objective for the investor. If they are looking for dividend, stable dividend, then they just stay with those uh, sectors which provide a very stable dividend. For example, right. the healthcare sector and also industrial sector. Because so far, they have been showing that their dividend payout is quite resilient. Hmm. If you are looking for some uh, dividend at the same time, want to look for very high capital appreciation, yep. right? then look for those uh, REITs that have been beaten down badly. The price to book is hitting the historical low. Hmm. Uh, but at the same time, must be able to sleep well at night. The, the heart must be strong enough to hold that. <laughs> right? Yes. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that would be a strategy. But, yeah. but uh, along the way, when they do those uh, uh, picking of the REIT itself, uh, first, first thing first, I also have to do elimination. Uh, eliminate and also filter out those with, with uh, very weak fundamental because okay. some of them, I don't think they can survive after this uh, uh, current headwind. Mm. So think of another way is if those with that you have uh, selected are able to withstand and also overcome the current headwind, high interest rate environment, high, high inflation environment, and they still can survive. Yeah. And definitely, it's a good rate moving forward. They will do even better when the bull market returns. Wow, fantastic. I like the sound of that, Kenny. Well, it's always uh, important to stay resilient in this market as well. And of course, uh, do your proper homework uh, as you're looking out uh, for bargains uh, in the S-REITs sector. Thank you so much for joining us this morning, Kenny Lo. Thank you. Thanks. We've been speaking to Kenny Lo, the REIT specialist and independent financial advisor, talking all about this earnings season and where we can find bargains during this period of time. Continue to keep it right here with us on Money FM 89.3. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg. 
or download the audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.